Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planner Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC shares his planning approach to help people toward a place where they may be at peace regarding their financial goals. In this dynamic podcast, Royal will share his insights on how to design a retirement plan to help you plan for your future. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Royal, it is so good to talk to you again. Hey, it's great to be here, Eric. You know, it's uh, these interesting times that we're living through now. And it's uh, good to be back with you. Good to be back with our audience. And uh, hopefully we'll get get a chance to share some of the great things that are happening uh, here at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors as well as hopefully educate our listeners about uh, the topic today, which I thought we'd spend a little time on the idea of how exactly do you prepare to retire uh, during a global pandemic? <laughs> that is a, that's a tough one. That's a great question. Uh, I, I know that there's a lot of people that were planning on retiring this year. 2020 is my year, right? I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that were going to do that. And some of them maybe had to postpone it. Maybe some of them were able to go ahead and forge, you know, forward with their plans. So uh, this is a great topic because uh, I'm sure a lot of people are still contemplating it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's that choice of, you know, am I, am I forced to retire? Should I stay with that plan? Or, you know, based on all of this uncertainty we're seeing, uh, is it a good time to maybe look to work that extra year or two or mm-hmm look to pick up some some uh, kind of semi-retirement jobs or start a semi-retirement business just to keep you busy, maybe give you a little bit more stability in your cash flows. Yeah, absolutely. All right, where do we start with this? I mean, to unpack this is pretty tough. I'm going to let you lead. <laughs> so that's a great question, Eric. Where Where do you start that process? You know, I think it's really looking at your individual situation. Now, uh, for for those who have maybe lost a, a, a job and are already trying to decide, you know, should they retire at this point or is it time to look for that second job? Uh, I think that brings up a lot of other questions. Uh, if you're still at your job, you have some flexibility there, hopefully, of mm-hmm. deciding how and when you want to kind of pull the trigger on retirement. So let's start with those who have already maybe lost a job because of these high unemployment numbers we're seeing across the country. So if you've already lost a job, I would say that the number one thing you can do while you're still hopefully getting unemployment uh, is start to make those plans for uh, the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, Start evaluating where you're at family-wise. You know, is it just you? Is it you and a spouse? Uh, do you still have uh, other family obligations that you need to consider, such as uh, maybe you still have some kids at home, maybe you're still paying for kids' college or student loans? Uh, all of those questions kind of come into that mix of can you actually maybe transition to retirement a little earlier than expected? Uh, if you're still working, you know, I, I, I would say that the big thing to look at there is uh, start assessing the the stability of your job. St- mm-hmm. Start assessing the stability of the company you're at. You know, I think there, we're going to see a lot more bankruptcies here, uh, and companies going out of business. And uh, the longer this lasts, uh, I'm really preparing my clients for three to five years of really rough sailing here uh, mm-hmm. in the economy. 
Even though we've seen the stock market have a giant rally back up from the lows we saw in March of 2020, right now I'm really preparing people for uh, this is kind of a temporary thing based off of what the feds did to stimulate the economy. And I think we're going to have this conversation over and over again is how, how willing will the Fed be to continue on with the stimulus uh, to keep the economy going and as a byproduct of that, uh, help support the stock market. Mm-hmm. So the number one thing I think everyone should do before they they start that process of looking at retirement is sit down with a financial advisor. Yes. When you're sitting down with a financial advisor for the first time, you know, you probably want to even look at interviewing two or three of them mm-hmm. to make sure that you're getting the right fit for your personality, your investment style as well as see what the different service models at different financial advising offices look like. Some people just want to keep things, you know, in the same place, keep everything at the bank that they bank at. Uh, A lot of banks have financial advisors. That might not be the right fit for what you're looking at. The biggest thing I tell to clients when they're getting ready to retire is they're they're entering a completely different style of investing mm-hmm. uh, from where they've spent the last 30 to 40 years of saving. Uh, you spend you know, your working career saving money for retirement. And for the most part, th- that's somewhat easy because all you have to do is make sure your savings rate is high enough. You know, there's a lot of other factors that go in there, like paying down debt, you know, managing your lifestyle, not overspending. Uh, but from an investment standpoint, it's really just kind of taken off your shoulders a lot of times, especially if you have a pension mm-hmm. uh, where a company or the state or the federal government kind of manages the bulk of your retirement assets. Uh, if you have a 401k, I see a lot of people kind of defaulting to those target date funds. Uh, or maybe an, another mix that they came up with just trying to maximize out growth. You know, th- th- those are all strategies that you can use. Um, but when you start to make that shift into retirement, uh, that calculus of how should I be investing, uh, I believe really gets a lot more complicated for people. Yeah. And I know that we've spoken about it before on podcasts, previous ones. I couldn't name which ones they were, but do you have a couple questions that you could kind of give the audience when they're interviewing a financial advisor, thinking about these things that you just spoke about as far as you know, transitioning into a retirement situation? What questions should they be asking during that interview process? That's a great question. What questions to take to a financial advisor, mm-hmm. especially when you're trying to solve for those retirement questions? There's a whole myriad of questions to kind of ask yourself before you go into the appointment, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as to ask when you're in front of that financial advisor. Number one, when you're evaluating financial advisors to work with, uh, I think it's important to ask yourself the question, you know, what exactly are you looking for? Um, You know, are you just looking for somebody to take your money and manage it uh, and, you know, try to solve some of those, those investment questions? Or are you looking for someone with expertise to help you answer questions about Social Security, Medicare, long-term care, uh, estate planning, uh, legacy planning, charitable planning? Honestly, what I see is 
a lot of people come in and don't even realize all the services that we as a firm offer. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just expect us to just talk about their money versus kind of all the other facets of their financial life. Um, And so I think they're somewhat surprised and taken away, wondering why we're asking about kind of their family situation and uh, you know, have you considered long-term care? Have you consider- considered charitable giving? What's your intention for this money when you're not here? You know, we're trying to solve all these different little pieces and not really just coming up with a mix of stocks versus bonds. One thing, Royal, that I was thinking is for all the listeners out there, if you're going to be interviewing financial advisors and you've picked out a couple that you want to do that with, I would encourage you to to end with one question specifically. And that would be to look at that advisor and ask them, now, being that this is new to me, I'm kind of new in this realm, and this is your full-time job, what questions should I have asked you? <laughs> Always a great question. The biggest question I, I think that that sometimes just gets overlooked after our appointment is, what is your succession plan? Mm. Oftentimes, we see the average age of financial advisors kind of sitting around that 55 to 60-year-old kind of window. We've got a lot of the financial advisors that are older than that who are getting ready to retire. We've got uh, some younger advisors coming into the business. So the question is, is you're going to have a 20 to 30-year retirement that you're going to have to plan around. Do you have a financial advisor that's going to be around for that? Mm-hmm. Um, or do you have a firm that is going to be around for that? Because probably the last thing you want to be doing is going out and shopping for a new financial advisor in your 80s. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, the, the plans that you put in place for the first, you know, 15 years of, of retirement, you don't want to kind of restart that process with somebody brand new, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 15 years in uh, as you try to plan for that last portion there. So, you know, I think sustainability of the firm is really important. Uh, it's something that we think about on a daily and monthly basis of, hey, if something happens to one of us here, how does the rest of the firm kind of come around that advisor and continue on the work we're doing with clients? Mm-hmm. That, I would say, is, is the biggest thing I, uh, I see people miss out on is, is your succession plan already in place or, you know, or is it just something where if something happens to you, we're just kind of out there like like lambs to the slaughter. Yeah. Yeah. And and I know that most of those things that you've already spoken about today, Royal, are things that we've talked about on previous podcasts where just to find a financial advisor at any time, it doesn't matter if it's pandemic time, this is stuff you should be doing all the time. So the question is turning gears back towards the retirement and pandemic, what other things should people be considering if they are looking at retirement within just the next few years, or maybe they've just entered retirement and the pandemic hit? That's a whole different uh, you know, ball game there, but what should be people really be looking at or talking to their advisor about? So I think the biggest thing that you, when you sit down with a financial advisor after kind of the get to know you stage of that first appointment uh, is how are you going to create income for me in retirement? Mm-hmm. How are you going to manage my assets? How is that plan going to work when we see a lot of volatility here in the markets? And no one has a crystal ball of what the markets are going to be doing over the next three to five years. But my feeling is you kind of need to be prepared for a lot of different things happening in the markets because I think we're going to have a lot of different things 
happening over the next three to five years, you know, we if we if you look at how quickly change happens, you know, as a society, it seems like we're in this time period where there's a lot of social change, uh, a lot of uh, political change happening right now, and we we have these periods of time. I would say, you know, take for instance the the 1940s where you had a lot of change happening in a very short period of time. I feel like we're we're in that same period right now where you know a lot of things are going to be changing over the next few years. So you want to be working with somebody who has a strategy and who has thought about these things before they actually happen. You know, I think the biggest one I'll point out here is looking at how oil, how the oil industry is going to react over the next, you know, 20, 30 years uh, as an industry to climate change, to alternative forms of energy, uh, to, to different political regimes that, that come mm-hmm. in and different political philosophies of how best to manage client, climate change. If someone just says, well, oil's been good for the last 80 years, it'll be good for the next, the next 80 years, I'm not necessarily disputing <laughs> that, but uh, I'd like to kind of see what their plan is if, if that doesn't work out. And we see, we've, we've seen uh, quite a few advisors in the past overweight clients towards oil stocks because they usually pay a high dividend. And we have seen that really hurt a lot of clients there. Mm-hmm. So you definitely want to know exactly what your advisor's philosophy is on income production. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think I've ever seen it in my lifetime. I don't know if it ever happened before, but I remember just, what, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, oil wasn't trading in the positive. It was trading in the negative. People had to pay people to take their oil. <laughs> Just, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. And if you don't have somebody who's able to talk to you about that and, and make sure that you're you know protected in those types of situations, then you're going to be sitting there in the, in the same boat that a lot of people were just absolutely shocked that that was going on. That's right. That's right. And if you don't have a good uh, a good strategy going into a crisis like that, I think the temptation there is, is, oh, well, let, let's sell out of everything so I at least recover some money from this. Mm-hmm. You really need to have someone basically, I th- uh, you know, let's call it what it is, hand-holding uh, through periods of time like that. That's really why you want a financial advisor to walk you through something like that. Um, now, hopefully, you, you you didn't have any direct exposure to the May uh, crude oil futures contracts that did go negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's that's something that a, a normal retiree would have any exposure to, but it certainly is something that's shocking, something that, you know, I, I worked in uh, commodities for years. I did not know that we could actually have uh, crude oil trade in the negatives there yeah. Uh, yeah. during the delivery period, but uh, pretty pretty incredible to see. So, um, you know, the, the term that came up out of the financial cr- crisis is black swan events. Mm -hmm. And we're just seeing uh, a black swan event seem to happen about every year. The the whole concept of the black swan is for years and years, there was a thought there was no such thing as a black swan. Uh, And then out of nowhere in Australia, they discovered black swans. So Mm -hmm. a black swan event is something that was before considered inconceivable. But then once it happens, it's, oh, you know, that, that event kind of coming out of left field there uh, can take you by surprise, take the economies by surprise and really kind of knock the hinges off of your retirement plan. 
Yeah. And, and you said it a moment ago, handholding, right? And I know that you, Royal, are not a doctor. <laughs> I know that financial <laughs> no. advisors are not doctors. However, there are a few things in our life that we need to really bring professionals in on. And my health future, the future of my health, I'm not going to trust that to myself personally. Um, I've had my appendix out. If I had to do that myself, <laughs> Royal, <laughs> it wouldn't have ended well, right? I, I trusted the doctors to handhold me, walk me through the process, what they were going to be doing. And that's a very, very minor surgery compared to somebody going through cancer, going through something that is a life altering event. And something like this, like you said, a black swan event, that is something that I don't want to walk through by myself because when it comes to my retirement, when it comes to my the future of my finances, there are so many moving parts, um, just like the body, right? There's so many moving parts that I'm not going to attempt it. I don't want to. And I think that that's, I think anybody who is wise and says, you know what, I would rather spend my time concentrating on enjoying time with my family or raising my children or helping to raise my grandkids or just vacationing and traveling. That's somebody who doesn't want to spend the time to learn everything that you have and become an expert in all the different areas. Now, the, the other piece that I want to bring up is that one thing that I know that you are talking to clients about and we're all facing is a huge tax bill. At some point, all the money that's gone into stimulus is going to have to come back to the government somehow. And, and the only way I can really think about that is taxes, right? They're going to raise taxes at some point. I know that you work with a very deep bench, if you will, or a large team of professionals mm -hmm. that handle all the different things that you don't do personally. So can you kind of run through how you work with team members, um, whether it's inside the office or even people that you have on the outside to help your clients navigate something like a Black Swan event? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think taxes is, is an excellent starting point there to kind of talk about what we'll probably see in the next, you know, three to five, more likely over the next 10 years is mm -hmm. we have created so much stimulus here. We have created so much debt that... Uh, really kind of the two options the government has to deal with that is, number one, you raise taxes, or number two, you create a lot of inflation so that the money you borrowed 10 years ago isn't worth as much, uh, and so it's easier to pay in current dollars. So mm -hmm. um, neither one of those is a good story for investors and especially for retirees. Yeah. Um, you know, th there have been a whole lot of, um, let's call them tax breaks, that investors have had for years and years uh, that could could be at risk. So, for instance, we just saw recently here last year is uh, the removal of what had been the beneficiary IRA. Uh, when you inherited an, an IRA, you were able to stretch that out over your lifetime. Mm -hmm. uh, you could take small distributions every year, but you didn't have to cash out the whole thing uh, during your lifetime if you inherited something like that. That law was changed to offset uh, the change in the year you have to take your required minimum distributions. So now any traditional IRA or 401k or Roth IRA has to be cashed out within a 10-year window after inheritance. So what that did is... Um, really created a whole lot of uh, challenges for people when they're doing their estate plan, when they're planning out their taxes. Um, so that's where we bring in uh, a, a great bench of estate planning attorneys mm -hmm. and, and CPAs to help our clients navigate these specific issues. 
we can talk about kind of the general piece of it, but as we're looking at a client's portfolio and saying, these are some of the issues we're seeing. These are these are how these recent changes are going to affect you. We can bring in that CPA. We can bring in that estate planning attorney uh, to kind of help mitigate some of those uh, higher taxes we're going to see. The other thing I think we're going to see is we're definitely going to see our, our, our tax law change just from the simple fact that the tax cuts we had in 2016 will sunset here in the next uh, five or six years and will go back to the old system for personal taxes. Corporate tax cuts were made permanent. But if we have a new administration here in November, um, you know, we'll probably see a rollback of that as well. Uh, you could also see some changes to the way we tax capital gains, the estate tax on a federal level. Mm-hmm. You know, Oregon is at a million dollar estate tax per person. I uh, I can't imagine that going any lower, as that's one of the lowest in the country. But we'll we'll definitely see more and more challenges here, and the value of the financial planner as the quarterback for a client's financial life is just going to go up and up because there are just too many issues for someone to try to uh, get a handle on by themselves. Yes, you can go to the internet. There's there's some great information out there. There's some not so great information out mm-hmm. there. Uh, there. There's people just trying to sell sell a solution that might work, might not. Having that trusted advisor who can quarterback that uh, that team is just just truly essential in what I think is going to be a very complicated next 10 years. Yeah, 100% agree. Royal, we're running low on time. I actually have one more question for you that I think the audience is, uh, you know, for anybody who's not working with an advisor, they're thinking right now, how long does this process take? When, when somebody engages you and says, hey, Royal, I, I need to talk to you. I need to sit down. I heard your podcast or I, I, you know, I heard from a friend that you're working with. I need to sit down and talk to you about my, my scenario. How long does that process take from the day they walk in the office or the day they meet you by phone or remotely or whatever to the day that they really have a plan in place and they feel confident about moving forward? So I've got two answers for this. Number one, from when somebody comes in and sits down with me and and then wants to start uh, engaging on the planning process, uh, you know, usually that'll take between 30 and 45 days to get that initial plan Mm -hmm. in place give us time to sit down, have a couple meetings uh, with that client or that client's family, uh, find out what's important to them, what the priorities are for them. Uh, We go through, we pick that apart, we pull out the things that need to be addressed just right away, Uh, start implementing that. You know, we'll talk about the, the investment solutions that might be appropriate for them, make those recommendations. So usually that that's about a, a 30 to 45 day process. All right. The other part of this, the other answer to this is this planning process really is going to take the rest of their lives and probably into their children's lives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because planning doesn't stop. Yeah. Things are constantly changing. We're constantly having to make revisions based off of external things that are happening, like changes to tax law, uh, global pandemics, et cetera. But also, you know, health changes, family changes. We're always having to make adjustments there. So that planning process really doesn't end. Yeah, no, and, and I think that that's, that's a great way to put it because the first part, 
it may be a little bit tedious. I know they got to get some paperwork and some information so you can do your job to the best of your ability and your team can really dive in and, and like you said, prioritize and find out what needs to be done right away and kind of help them to reach those goals. But once that initial process is done, the rest of it that you're talking about, the, the ongoing planning, to me, that's a pleasure, right? I mean, that's the point where everybody's kind of saying, all right, we're on track and this is what we need to do. Or you're bringing up situations, hey, this is what happened. Let's take a look at what how this may or may not affect you and and we'll we'll make changes if necessary. Again, those are positive conversations, I think, in, in every aspect. So I, I, I think it's great, Royal. I think it's a great system. And especially right now during this pandemic, I know a lot of people are concerned. So I appreciate your time today. And if somebody is listening to this saying, you know what? I do need to have a conversation or my advisor really didn't do a whole lot of communication with me during this time. And I think I'm fine, but I haven't even heard from him. So I need to reach out to somebody. Royal, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, you can give us a call at uh, our office, 541-772-1116, or visit us on our website at opfa.com. You can schedule an appointment uh, right there to kind of start this planning process. Uh, and, And we encourage that. We want to help you if you're looking for help, if you're looking for guidance. We are here to to help our clients do that, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Fantastic. Thanks again, Royal, for your time today. My pleasure. Good to talk with you, Eric. Absolutely. And the last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Life by Design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family, and I encourage you to do that. This is something they need to hear. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planner Financial Services. Material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planner Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planner's Financial Services are independent companies.